if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, it is every bit of that. And a good morning to you once again on AM 1420. The answer. Thanks for being with us. Nine minutes after 10 o'clock as hour number two gets underway. It is the fifth morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2020. Our law enforcement officers are under attack. Uh, Ted Cruz is the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He described some of the things that they are facing in places like Portland. Just in Portland, 277 injuries. We're talking throwing pipes. We're talking throwing rocks. We're talking throwing frozen water bottles. We're talking hitting a a, a federal officer in the head with a sledgehammer. We're talking using commercial-grade lasers to blind the officers. And by the way, it's interesting. uh, Ken brought one of the commercial-grade lasers. I I have to admit, I... I looked at that claim and I, I kind of thought that was overwrought. I sort of thought of like the laser pointer that like you play with a cat with, and I thought, okay, come on, what's the big deal? No, it's interesting. Ken, Ken took the laser and just pointed it at my hand uh, b- before the hearing for literally one second on on your hand. You go, ow, crap, and it burns your hand. I mean, I'm not surprised it did that to his hand. There are videos of those lasers online showing them burning holes in two by fours. Police officers are under attack. Joining us now to talk about law and order in America as it is and as it would be under a Joe Biden administration is the former acting director of ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Tom Homan, back on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Homan, good to have you back on the air, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you anytime we get an opportunity, especially when we're talking about something as serious as this. Mr. Holman, they're talking, you know, Nancy Pelosi is calling federal true or federal uh, agents rather who are going to support in their role, their role as federal agents to, to stop the destruction and the vandalism of federal buildings, to protect federal property, to protect people who are in the line of fire in such instances. They're being called stormtroopers, being called Gestapo, secret police, Trump secret police by literally members of uh, of Congress, Democrat members of Congress. How do you react when you hear things like that? I react the same way I react the last time I testified. The last time I testified, I called them out for that. I said, you want to vilify the men and women of Border Patrol and ICE? you want to call them Nazis and the Gestapo and racists? They called me a bigot in that meeting for enforcing the laws they enacted. So if they want to call me a racist and a bigot and Nazi and the Gestapo, 
people enforcing the law. What's that make them? They wrote the law, right? So, again, they want to vilify the men and women who are just doing their job, enforcing laws that they enacted. Nancy Pelosi's disgusting, all right? She wants to compare the men and women who are who are who strap a gun to hip every day to defend this nation. Something she would never have the backbone to do. Her, or the rest of her squad, uh, but they want to in the vilify our nation's heroes. There are over twenty thousand names on the National Law Enforcement Memorial, uh, Memorial Wall in Washington D.C. She ought to go and ask for penance there because it is ridiculous. And I said during my last hearing, I've never seen such hatred for law enforcement as I've seen from the Democratic leadership in this Congress. It's, 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 it's beyond the pale. So it's verbal attacks from members of Congress. But as I played in the beginning, there's Ted Cruz out, Cruz outlined what's going on in cities, not just Portland. That was an example. That was, that was Portland, but, but in Seattle, in Minneapolis, in New York, in Atlanta, and in so many other places, police are being physically attacked. And, and I, I mean, they're, they're literally being hospitalized. 277 agents in Portland have been, have been hospitalized with injuries. I can't even tell you how many other local officers have been attacked and hit with rocks and bottles and all the other things he talked about. And now they're trying to literally blind officers by shining these lasers at a distance. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong, because you're a law enforcement officer and a professional. I thought that it was permissible for a law enforcement officer to use lethal force if he is in danger of great bodily harm. I call blindness serious great bodily harm, and why can't they protect themselves? Well, that's why the president's sending federal agents out. The federal agents aren't going to put up with this. Federal agents, they don't have rules like they do in California and in New York where there's a bail reform law where you don't get locked up in jail because you, there's no such thing as bail anymore. You get arrested by a federal agent, you're going to jail. And, and there's no bail reform statute there they got to follow. And look, you're right. Three officers have already had their eyesight permanently damaged. Uh, and, and this is an attack. We've had law, law enforcement officers killed. Remember, we had a... We had, we've had a, a, an FPS officer that was uh, shot and killed in Oakland for merely protecting a building. These men and women, and look, it's another thing when Nancy Pelosi and other people want to scream and yell about Portland, Seattle. All they need to do is look up Title 40. Again, they wrote the law under Title 40 that says, word for word, that the Secretary of Homeland Security shall, shall, not maybe, not can, shall protect federal buildings, property, and people within those buildings. So that's exactly what the president and the secretary has done. They followed uh, Title 40 of the United States Code. And, and, and Nancy Pelosi again, and, and, and Chuck Schumer and AOC and the rest of them, they're screaming and yelling that this is illegal. What do you mean it's illegal? Read the, read the very law that you wrote and passed under the Obama administration. So, again, these men and women are doing their job enforcing the law that took an oath to enforce, and they want to go to them and they're under attack for it. Look, and, and I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about how we're trying to stymie pro, uh, uh, protesters. These aren't protesters. When, when you start to burn a building down and you tear statues down and you throw frozen water bottles at officers, you, you shine lasers to permanently uh, hurt their eyesight, you are no longer a protester. You are a criminal. You are a thug. And this president is doing exactly what the American people expect of a president. He's going to say if, you, if the mayors and governors aren't going to protect their citizenry, then I'll do it for him. You know, God bless. You know, thank God we got President Trump in the Oval Office during a time like this. 
Well, we'll come back to that part in a moment because, yeah, I do want to compare what uh, what it's like now with somebody who supports law enforcement as opposed to what Joe Biden would be like. But but I want to hit a little back on this. Not back to you. They, they're literally not only uh, uh, calling the police officers, uh, stormtroopers, and so on and so forth, and condemning law enforcement. They refuse to condemn or criticize anything having to do with Antifa. Yesterday in that hearing, Maisie Hirono, the ranking member of the judiciary on the Senate side, was asked by Ted Cruz if she had anything negative to say about Antifa and the violence that they're committing on camera every night and rather than condemn it she packed up her stuff and left the building so they're not condemning it at, at on capitol hill and that is leading to the the individuals who were doing it to get away with with literally murder in the case of david dorn which you referenced a moment ago but getting away with all of this violent crime they're not being arrested they're not being held accountable they're not going to be locked up you shot a laser that can burn a hole in a piece of wood in a man's eye you ought to be in prison for 25 years that's the way i see it Look, the Democratic leaders, they've empowered Antifa. Look, this isn't about law and order. This is about protecting property and life and, and, and safety of the American taxpayer. They want chaos. And they're not about to take on Antifa. They want chaos. They want, When November comes, they want this country in chaos. This is about defeating this president in the next election, the most important election of my lifetime. This is about hating this president more than taking their responsibility to protect the people of their, their constituency. So, no, they're not going to call out Antifa. They, they'll applaud Antifa. They want violence. They want anarchy because they think it helps their case in November. They want to be able to show what a, what a mess this country's in. And, look, again, President Trump's not going to stand for it. He's going to do what he's got to do. But this is what, And I said this in my last testimony in Congress. They hate this president more than they love their country. This is about power. This is about taking back the White House. This is about taking over the Senate. And, and they're not going to play ball with this president or this administration. So, you know, it, you know I, again, I've never seen anything like this in my entire career. They used, you know, the, the Dems used to hide behind the curtain and not really talk about who they are. They're out now. They're, this is all or none. They, 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 they're proud of the, the progressive left. They're proud of, of, of going as far left as they can. And so they're giving us a clear choice. So, Again, no, they're not going to apologize. They don't feel bad. This is about power in the government. This is about controlling the con- uh, Congress and controlling the White House. The same thing yeah, happened you know, you're right. right? They weren't willing to help the president on immigration, even though the president on his own got illegal immigration on 80% since last May. They didn't do anything to help him. They, they, you know, they voted for you know, the, secure, the Secure Fence Act in 2006 with $50 billion, and just lately they gave one6 the same people who, who, who supported the Secure Fence Act in 2006, like Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, and, and Joe Biden, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, secure bo- uh, borders and barriers are the wrong thing to do. They have a completely forgotten the stance they want to take because they hate this president, and, they, and, and it's all hands on deck to defeat this president and not help him succeed at all, which, again, disgusts me, because when the president succeeds, this country succeeds. A, a secure border means a safer America. And they've they completely threw that out the window. Very well said. Uh, we're talking to former uh, acting ICE director Tom Holman, career law enforcement officer. Um, Tom, let's talk about it, what it will look like uh, on the other side. Um, 
the Democrats put together what they call a unity platform, which is a marriage of Joe Biden's uh, principles and those of Bernie Sanders. They had to do that because they will not get Bernie brothers to vote for them. Bernie bros uh, won't come out and vote for Joe Biden unless they get everything that he stood for in this platform. Well, what is he and what do they stand for? The AOC and the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democrat Party. The abolition of police. Literally abolishing police. Matter of fact, de Blasio announced a $1 billion cutting of police funding in New York City. And and uh, AOC came out and screamed, that's not abolishment. That's just, you know, a little bit of money being moved around. We said abolish the police. And that is who is being represented by the Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders unified platform. What does that say about law and order? And how can American citizens protect themselves in a Biden uh, administration? Well, a couple of things. First, AOC is the least intelligent congressman in history of Congress. She just, every time she opened her mouth, she's wrong. And, and as far as uh, 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 the Blasio taking a billion dollars out of NYPD, you know what? If he's such a leader, if he's such a great leader, then I say if you want to take, you know, safety and security out of the New York communities by cutting them by a billion dollars, then, 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 then lead, by, lead by example. Defund your, your protective detail first. He's got 22 NYPD officers, 22 that protect him and his family 24-7. So lead by example. If you want to take safety and security and protection away from New York communities, then lead by example and, and defund your, your, your detail first. Well, he'll never do that. And look, a billion dollars is a huge cut. People need to understand, when I was IRS director, I had a $7 billion budget. And people think that's a lot of money. But every year I had to decide, what can we do and what can't we do? For every dollar you take away from the police in New York, that means less officers in Times Square. That means less patrol cars. That means longer response times to 911 calls. That means they can't replace bulletproof vests every five years as required because they no longer work. It's going, it's going to affect undercover operations. It has to give. Every dollar you take away from law enforcement means less protection, less enforcement. That's just simple math. But let's say Joe Biden. He's not saying a word about this, So Joe Biden's about you know, defunding the police and putting them in, you know, uh, and funding community programs, which, which is all uh, good and said, but you can't take law enforcement away from the community. The number one responsibility is protect their uh, communities, and they're not doing it. And Joe Biden, look, I, I wrote about that on this in Fox News. If Joe Biden wins the presidency, we lose the border. He said three things. He said, number one, he will stop deportations on day one, put a moratorium on it. So he can review, review everything. Two, if he does get back to deportations, he'll only deport those illegal aliens who've been convicted of a serious felony. Three, he wants to give free medical care, the best medical care in the world, to illegal aliens. What an enticement he, he just sent out. He told the rest of the world it's okay to enter this country illegally. It's okay to work in this country illegally. It's okay to displace an American worker. It's okay to commit multiple crimes. Just make sure they're not serious felonies. And you're never going to be deported. What kind of message does that send to the rest of the world? The 85% decline that President Trump has gotten on his own goes away day one. As a matter of fact, last month, illegal crossings were up 40%. Luckily, most have returned around because of COVID. But the Joe Biden effect already, is already happening. The cartels are gearing up because the poll shows he's leading. So cartels are going to make millions of dollars. More people are going to stream across that border, which means 31% of women will continue to be raped. Children will die. But again, this is not about common sense. And I've said this a hundred times, and I know I'm rambling, but this irritates me. There's no downside on secure borders. There's no downside unless they illegal immigration. There's no downside unless drugs. There's no downside in taking millions of dollars out of cartel's hands. There's no downside in stopping 31% of women getting raped going through that journey. There's no downside in saving children's lives. None. 
So I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat independent. Why would you not want a sovereign country and a secure border? So Joe Biden's already sent his message out. We lose the border day one. And you know what, uh, Tom Holman, if you add the two things we've talked about today together, it, the picture is worse. You mentioned the 31% of women being raped, etc. Though all those violent crime numbers go up exponentially with the opening of the border and the gangs and the cartels coming across because we are also defunding big city police departments all over the country. Fewer cops to try to stop that violence. And so the numbers are actually going to be worse. This is what awaits us with the Joe Biden administration. And I hope people are awake enough to realize that when it comes time to vote. Tom Holman, former acting director of Vice, thank you for being the uh, beacon of, of light on all of this. Thank you, sir. There you go. All right, there's Tom Holman on AM 1420, The Answer. We are guests for you the rest of the way, so I've got opportunities for you to be heard at 216-901-0945. Dial now on AM 1420, The Answer. Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob Friends Authority. I gotta tell you, I mean, uh, it is it is truly enraging what is being done to cops in this country and to federal law enforcement officers. Tom Holman just laid some of it out for you, and uh, it doesn't even begin to cover it all. Seriously, what they are facing, uh, and and the 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 jobs that they are doing, nobody else will do. Nobody else is going to risk blindness. Nobody else is going to risk hospitalizations from rocks to the head, sledgehammers to the head. And these people are emboldened because they're not being arrested. And if they are, they're not being prosecuted. If I shine a light in your child's eyes that's going to blind them, you would want me in prison for 25 years or longer for that severe, violent assault. They're doing it randomly, wantonly, brazenly, and without fear. In Portland and in Seattle and in other places where liberal Democrat mayors refuse to rein in the terror. They refuse to condemn the violence. I mean, I'm not not even beginning to joke about this. Ted Cruz challenged crazy Maisie Hirono to condemn the violence yesterday, and rather than actually condemn it, Maisie Hirono got up and walked out of the hearing, for crying out loud. Thank you very much. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Well, I appreciate the, as always, kind and uplifting words of Senator Hirono. Thank you. And I would also note that throughout her remarks, she still did not say a negative word about Antifa, nor has any Democrat here. Uh, they instead engage in a political game where they depend. You're welcome to say something negative about Antifa right now. I think that I've covered the subject quite well. You okay. are not listening. Okay. She declined to speak, so that is the position of the Democratic Party. I would note also that of the seven Democratic senators who spoke, not a one of them apologized for or denounced multiple Democrats calling law enforcement officers Nazis, Stormtroopers and Gestapo, to be fair, I don't have. This is what a Democrat America will look like. You understand that? This is what a Democrat-run nation will look like. This is what you are inviting. Rather than condemn violent terrorists 
on the streets of American cities for hospitalizing police officers, she got up and walked out of the room. She couldn't defend her position, so she left. And the ones that stayed only attacked the cops. We'll be right back with your calls on AM 1420, The Answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1036, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Simply some amazing uh, developments yesterday in that Democrat here, or excuse me, not Democrat hearing, in that Senate Judiciary uh, Committee hearing in which the um, Democrat Party just refused to condemn anything other than police. Violence, rock throwers, laser pointers, et cetera, et cetera, all got a pass from the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. The only people who were attacked were law enforcement officers. There's a reason why Donald Trump, right? There's a reason why he was endorsed by law enforcement um, unions and organizations all over this country. There's a reason. And he said it himself. President Trump said it himself. He said, you didn't have a choice. He said, I appreciate it, but you didn't have a choice. Who else could you possibly endorse? A guy who wants to defund you? A guy representing a party that wants nothing to do with you, that wants you out of schools, that wants you out of neighborhoods, that wants you to not do your jobs? That that does not even condemn those who commit violent acts against you? President Trump is right. What more could the law enforcement agencies have done? You don't have a choice. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party and their 100-page unity platform with the anti-police, anti-law in order, pro-chaos, pro-anarchy, pro-communism Democrat Party stands for. Look, when I say pro-communism, you might think, come on, Bob, we get it. We understand the point. But let's not go over the top here. There's no need for hyperbole. The Democrat Party is not communist. Really? Are you sure about that? Because the leader of the Revolutionary Communist Party USA just endorsed Joe Biden for president. They share the same values. They share the same goals. They oppose freedom, liberty, capitalism, personal individual rights. They favor collectivism. Governmental power, governmental distribution of wealth and services. They literally all share the same goal. Imagine what Trump will do if he's given a second-term mandate through a re-election this coming November, wrote Communist Party USA leader Bob Avakian in his statement. If, in spite of mass protests demanding the removal of the Trump pension regime, the regime remains in power when it's time for voting, then without placing fundamental reliance on this, using all appropriate means to work for the removal of this regime must include voting against Trump. To be clear, this is not a protest vote for some candidate who has no chance of winning, but actually voting for Democratic Party candidate Joe Biden in order to effectively defeat Trump. Literally, they are saying this isn't just an anti-Trump. This is pro-somebody who represents our values. 
the Revolutionary Communist Party USA. Revcom USA, you may notice, maybe you don't, but they always have a banner being carried near the front of the line of any protest marches that are organized by BLM. You, you, you following the connections here? Connect the dots. Black Lives Matter is a self-admitted Marxist organization bent on destroying the capitalist structure of the United States and the nuclear family upon which it is built. Black Lives Matter coordinates and works with Antifa. And Black Lives Matter, which has been designated as a terrorist organization by the federal government. And the two of them coordinate and work with Revcom USA, the Revolutionary Communist Party of the United States of America, whose goal is the same as the other organizations, destroy capitalism, destroy liberty, impose massive governmental oversight of all Americans in all aspects of American business and commerce and personal lives. And then if you really want to kind of put the cap on it, the fourth dot to connect here is the revolution, or excuse me, the um, uh, um, uh, revolutionary abolitionists of the USA, the abolitionist party, which also is communist, and they all work together with Black Lives Matter. See, this is what makes it so frustrating, too, by the way, when you see all of these sports teams with Black Lives Matter on their T-shirts, Black Lives Matter on their courts, Black Lives Matter on the pitcher's mound, Black Lives Matter on the outfield wall, Black Lives Matter uh, flags flying over NFL stadiums, which is planned. They're all advocating for the overthrow of the United States of America and her capitalist system. And they have no idea what they're promoting. These idiot players think that they're just fighting for equality, have no idea they're promoting an organization that wants to destroy what they themselves benefit from. Every player in the NBA is a millionaire. Many of them, 10 millionaires. Many of them with contracts worth hundreds of millions, making them 100 millionaires. Major League Baseball, the National Football League, likewise. How are they all able to make all of that money playing a game? Because of capitalism. Because of the, 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 the amount of money available from sponsors to advertise during these games. Because they know that they're going to be able to reach millions and millions of American consumers who will buy those products. It is the capitalist system that allows them to be millionaires. And they're advertising on their jerseys and on their courts and on their fields an organization that wants to end all of it. Part of me hopes they're successful. Part of me just wants the capitalist system here to fall so that the idiot athletes and their supporters, like Nike, which also has, is worth billions because of capitalism, I want to see them all fall. Part of me just wants to see the whole thing come apart so they can stand there in a breadline in a, in a communist America, the way they do in communist Cuba and communist Russia and communist North Korea and, and socialist Venezuela, I want them to be someone LeBron James standing in a bread line with a look on his face going, Ooh, what happened? That's what I want. Now, I don't want to sacrifice my family or millions of other American citizens' liberty and opportunity to get that. But i got to admit, part of me just thinks, man, I want them to go through it. 
And maybe rather than destroy our country to make them understand it, I want to send all of them mandatory vacation, living in Venezuela, Cuba, or anywhere else that this is practiced for a year. Take their money before they go. They don't get to take their millions. They have to go there and live and get a job and survive as as best they can on whatever the government allows them to do in any one of those socialist or communist countries. Go experience and that that experience it. Then come back here and tell me if you want to fly the Black Lives Matter flag, the Revcom flag, the Antifa flag. Then tell me. That's what I want. I want them to experience it without us having to suffer through it. Let's go to some phone calls. Let's talk to uh, John and Chardon on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John, go ahead. Hey, Bob, listening to you, from from your mouth to uh, uh, God and LeBron James' ears, you know, I have a off-the-beaten-path beat, uh, question for you you may or may not know the answer to. Regarding radio and TV uh, ratings, uh, do you know how that information is determined and who determines it? Well, yeah, I mean, there's companies, there's services. The Nielsen Company does the television ratings. The Arbitron does the radio ratings. In radio, it's now the new way they do it is by what's called a, a, a PPMs, personal people meters. They carry a device around with them in their purse or in their pockets that picks up whatever radio station they're listening to by the code so they can know who's listening at what times. And in television, it's a similar thing. It's a device that connects in your in your, in your your home and it rates whatever you're watching for a period of time. It's usually just a few days at a time. I see. A little bit of Big Brother. What's the reason for the question? Here, what's the reason for the question, John? What, what's the reason for the question, John? I'm curious. Curiosity. That's that's just, that's just why I just. Just okay. What the well, you know was. what, and and I'll tell you this, John, and and thanks for the call. Since you brought up ratings and how they're determined, how they're determined is irrelevant to the point I'm going to make, but I'm going to make the segue here anyway. I love the fact, and so should you that the ratings for the sports teams that I just got done talking about are in the toilet. Now, I want you to ponder this for a second. At a time in which American sports fans have been begging for their sports to come back, right? Begging for their sports to come back. We, the basketball season was interrupted midseason back in, in February. The Major League Baseball season was delayed. It never even started. The, the uh, uh, football leagues that were going on, the AAF and then the XFL, had to stop and then disband because of the COVID-19. So we had no sports to watch. The college seasons were canceled before the NCAA tournament, for crying out loud. Think about that. Not to mention the high school teams. So we, in this country, for the last five months, we have been starving for our sports teams to come back. What do you think that would mean? That should mean record ratings, especially, get this, add this into the soup. You can't go watch in person. The NBA games are playing, being played in the bubble in Orlando. Major League Baseball games are being played in empty stadiums. So the only thing you can do is what? Watch them on television. So the ratings should be through the roof, right? But instead... It's the exact opposite. They're in the toilet. The NBA's ratings have sunk to nearly all-time lows. So has Major League Baseball since their return. Baseball games 
are being ignored. NBA games are being ignored. We haven't had the NFL yet. The NHL, we'll wait and see. Hopefully there'll be an increase for the NHL, which is just a little bit practicing, a little bit less of the woke politics that the uh, the uh, other leagues are. But because you, if you don't think that it's because of their devotion to the wokeness of Black Lives Matter, which most Americans are smart enough to know has nothing to do with actual black people's lives, which, of course, we all believe matter, but because it's a terrorist, anarchistic organization, Marxist organization, hell-bent on the destruction of this capitalist society, people are turning it off. So just because John brought up ratings, I wanted to share that with you. That's good news. That's something that makes me happy to know that these leagues are committing their own professional suicide. There's a great article that's on townhall.com. I always advise that you um, uh, use townhall.com for your morning news. If you get your morning news online rather than from a paper, uh, go to townhall.com. But there's a great article on townhall.com also underscoring the um, uh, ratings disaster and how these professional sports leagues are committing suicide right now and i love it america is hungry to get their sports back and here they are and rather than people watching they're turning away because they're so disgusted by what these sports leagues are promoting uh back to it and who's been waiting here it's matt in lorraine sorry about the delay matt go right ahead you're on the air hey bob um some years ago i was at the opba headquarters it was out in berea and they had a sign on the wall of a, a cop who was blindfolded, in uniform, with uh, handcuffs on and shackled, ball and chain around his ankle, no duty rig of any kind, and underneath it said, now go out and do your job. And that's pretty much where we are now. But we have to add to that somebody throwing things or or shooting or fireworks or something would have to be added to that poster to make it more apropos to today's climate. It's, you're right. That is exactly how it is now. They are shackled. They cannot do their jobs. They're ordered not to do their jobs. If they have to do their jobs in responding to violent felonies, they have to be violent themselves in order to, to protect themselves and the public. They're not allowed to be violent, so they're not allowed to respond to violence. And as you said, they do have to stand there and absorb it. Do you think any, what would, let me ask you this. And I know you're on my side, on our side here, so please don't take this as an attack, but Matt, what do you think would happen if all, you see the videos of all of these big rocks and chunks of concrete and frozen water bottles, right, being thrown at these cops that are standing in front of federal buildings and statues and whatnot? What do you think would happen if one of them picked up one of the rocks that had just been fired at them and fired it back at the, uh, the attacker? That the kind, headline tell, would read, What do you think would happen? The headline would read, Police attack peaceful protesters. Correct. Couldn't say it better. Couldn't have said any better. Except they might have used more words to describe police. You know, violent thug cop or or rogue cop or 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 uh, stormtrooper cop attacks peaceful protesters. If they literally picked up, or maybe they had good hands and they caught a frozen water bottle that had been fired at their heads, and they caught it and turned around and fired it right back. It wouldn't be self defense. It would indeed be. Police, uh, Gestapo police attacking peaceful protesters, exercising First Amendment rights. That is now exactly add what to the, add to that. If the cop happened to be white and the person that they struck happened to be black, well, you know the funny part about that, Matt, is that would be unlikely because the majority, it looks like, 
of these Antifa protesters that are out there committing these violent acts are white. It's virtue right. signaling white uh, leftists working with Antifa demanding that black lives matter, but not really even caring about that organization. They're on a mission of anarchy, and the way they overthrow the government is to create this chaos in the streets. But it's more white people throwing stuff at cops than black ones. This is not a racist or a racial commentary here. This is this is just reality, man. It's it's literally more white people representing Antifa than black. Black people, uh, you know, representing Black Lives Matter are out there too, and there are a lot of people doing it. But chances are, they'd hit a white person before they'd hit a black one on the way back. Which all of which, by the way, indicates what that a significant portion of the problem here isn't just Antifa, BLM, or Revcom USA. A significant portion of the problem is the media, which would indeed paint the story the way Matt just said, that the cops attacked a peaceful protester. Right back after this. All right, let me squeeze a couple more calls in before we're done today. Matthew in Medina on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Matthew. Go ahead. Good morning, Bab. Thanks for taking the call. The first thing I wanted to Certainly. come up with is uh, ter- ter- uh, term limits. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Sherrod Brown got a grand total of 111 years in Congress. Absolutely ridiculous. What we got to do is, and another thing, we have become fat and lazy in this country, a lot of us. And the only thing that we can do is we better start waking up. And what I would do with the police, I think the police are the greatest. I would pull back all the police from all of these, these troublemakers, and I would send in the Army. And I would tell the Army, if these guys start any crap, just blow their friggin' heads off because they're no good to anybody. And that goes for Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or whatever the hell their name is. I don't care. I'm a no-nonsense old war veteran. And I'm sick and tired of this pussyfooting and handling these guys like they're with kid gloves on. Either get tough or get the hell out. Matthew, the war veteran, thank you for your service to our country in that war, and uh, thank you so much for your passion. I don't think we can declare martial law just yet and put troops on the streets and do those sorts of things, but I do share your anger and your frustration that leads you to go there. I can't take another call now because I've got 30 seconds before I've got to get out. Thanks again to my guest today, Jack Windsor uh, from WMFD Television. Thanks to Tom Holman, former acting ICE director. If you missed either one of those interviews, you're going to want to hear them. Go to whkradio.com and click the uh, podcast page. And then, of course, down to the local podcast, go to the Bob France Authority, and you will see exactly what you are looking for. Thanks again to uh, my guest. Thanks to our crew. And thanks to you for listening and being a part of the conversation today. Tomorrow, Dr. Everett. At Piper and more. Have yourself a great day. Mike Gallagher is next on AM 1420, The Answer.